You're listening to your NBA podcast with David and Kane. Kane, we're back. Trade deadline is upon us. And we said, we can't sit out no more. You know what brought us back though, right? You know, the only thing that could bring <laughs> us back together. <laughs> Little Mountain. <laughs> say, say his name. Say his name. Little Mountain. <laughs> Oh yeah, what does Little Mountain mean? <laughs> what is David yelling? Why is David yell- yelling Little Mountain? For those that don't know, of course, Little Mountain is Kyrie's given uh, name by the Sioux tribe. You know what's <laughs> ironic? The last time we talked, which was right before Thanksgiving holidays, it's been a while, we had to take a, a quick break. But the last time we talked, I'm pretty sure we talked about the Nets. Probably talking about Nets, how they were a disaster and Kyrie was like suspended. Yeah. And lo and yeah. behold, the Nets are back in the same place. We essentially skipped like all the good parts of the Nets season. Yeah, in between they uh, did go on like a eighteen and two win, like win run, like a really good, successful win, winning run. And yeah, now they're right back to where they started. <laughs> but I'm hoping it's like happier times ahead because the big news, of course, right now, right before the trade deadline, is that Kyrie Irving. Uh, has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks, and I just have to talk to you, Kane. Mm. Of course, number one fan, number one Nets fan for life, forever. Well, no, not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, okay, we might we might dig a little bit into that. Okay, if if you're emotionally up to that. I'm just an objective viewer of this of the NBA. Just a fan of every team now. I'm like Rob Lowe. You know, like Rob Lowe was wearing like a. <laughs> A hat with just the NFL logo at an NFL game. What? <laughs> Rob Lowe. Do you not? Have you not? Have you not seen? You know yeah, Rob I know Lowe? Rob Lowe, but with around Parks and Recreation. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah, he's from Parks and Rec, and he turned up to like a NFL game or some kind of sport game, <laughs> <laughs> and instead of showing his like colors and rooting for a specific team, he just wore a cap with the NFL logo on it. <laughs> Nothing says I'm a big sports so, fan. So what are you saying, Kane? Are you saying you're going to trade in your Kyrie jersey for a jersey that says sports? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go team. Go t- <laughs> you just gave a little hint to our, uh, to our your listeners that uh, maybe you're off the Nets bandwagon. Talk to me, Kane. What happened? What's your thing? This is really the thing you want to talk about while like, there's teams in need okay i'll talk about myself i don't mind talking about myself but I'll that's what the short, listeners are here for Kang. Uh, we're here for the pillow talk <laughs> basically you and i chat a lot on our direct messaging app and i just told you my displeasure with one certain management figure and i'm not alone if you go on reddit there's a lot of people like me who are extremely down on one uh taiwanese american owner uh, that runs a certain organization that I once loved. And yeah, I believe he's running it to the ground. Um, every time Katie's injured, a superstar leaves <laughs> the organization. And that's on Joe Sai. <laughs> You're talking about Joe Sai. And that, yeah, that's on Joe Sai. Yeah. Okay. Tech, that is actually on Joe Sai. And you should hate Joe Sai too, because he's had one direct directive. <laughs> to Sean Marks, do not trade with the LA Lakers. It's unfortunate like that Kyrie has, because a lot of owners are bad, you know what I mean? Like, but most of the time you don't really see how bad they are because they just coast along and they don't have winning records and they don't really care about the organization. So 
like you don't really see them involved that much in the team and then that way you don't really they don't have any publicity right but Josiah is a quite public figure he's around New York sports a lot he's invested in a lot of New York sport teams he's um you know he's quite outspoken on certain issues that he you know comes to light he comes to light on so he's not like hidden in the dark he's he's someone that is quite vocal and has his own uh you know people that speak up for him so he's definitely around the team a lot and as a result and because of the Kyrie Irving drama and what happened with the vaccinations and all that some of it's not his fault of course but some of it definitely is the way he handled his team and the way that he he refused uh to to build a winner effectively Joe side refused to build a winner he got you KD he got you Kyrie Irving who refused to play who tried to start his own league any any anyone anyone would have done that anyone did that Sean Marks built the culture that and Kenny Atkinson built the culture to make make an environment Joe side who uh got you James Harden yeah okay well that one I agree with like I'm happy with that but then there was other decisions where he didn't they they didn't pay Jared Allen they didn't pay um they didn't they did they didn't go all in some some draft picks I can't remember now you put me on the spot I wasn't prepared to talk about this this is why the nets don't have any fans <laughs> this is why the barclay center they they cheer go new york go new york go <laughs> No, I mean, I mean there's also some like some tensions with his background I suppose and who who's supported by and what company he he runs. Okay, but that okay, that, that's your personal like how he's how he's made his billions of dollars. Yeah, I know. Well, but I'm wait, 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 wait. That, that's your personal. That's not that's not Reddit. Don't don't like put this on the rest of the Nets fans, okay? okay? okay. I'm not saying it's on I'm not saying I'm not saying it's on Reddit. I'm just saying it's you and your mom, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying that's one of the issues that I didn't like it in the first place. and now i'm seeing him running not running the nets in a in a positive way let me ask you this i i just want to clarify because i can't sometimes tell if you're joking or not and you have this bad habit of trolling me and i fall for it every time are, are you actually saying is this actually a real thing that you're saying nets fans on reddit the general nets fan are now down on joe sai yeah okay interesting interesting Because as a non-Nets fan, as a basketball fan, NBA fan, as, as a sports fan, oh, <laughs> I don't want to get so specific. As a sports fan, I look at Joe Sy and go, "Wow, this is an excellent owner." Okay, well-capitalized owner, okay. willing okay. to spend. Okay. Super smart. I mean, I mean, he he didn't spend. everything i guess like yeah he has a high tax bill but he could he could have had a high tax bill if he just okay. if he if he gave Jared Allen the max deal for example if he paid like you know paid guys like you know like kind of glue guys. okay i can't remember all the players but he like example he could have paid like glue guys like Bruce Brown more money he let go of people just because yeah they're like role players but they're important role players too like Jeff Green could have paid Jeff Green more money how many years should have they given uh, Dinwiddie 5 years 300 million What do you think? I mean, how, how much you want Joe Sai to pay? Who cares? Like like who, who cares? <laughs> I don't see the issue. 
I don't, I don't see the issue here though. Like, it's just, it's just luxury. Is the play? Okay, see, it's like fucking twenty million dollars below like the bare minimum. They have to spend twenty million just to get yeah. to like the the, the minimum <laughs> payroll bracket. Joe Sai is spending like two hundred million in tax money for your Brooklyn Nets. Look, you put me on the spot. I I, I will come up with some actual examples to give you to to tell you why Joe Sai is not a good owner. But I can just tell you, the perception is he's sort of handicapped Sean Marks in a lot of ways in a lot of these deals where he's trying to do things to get under, to get under the, to make the luxury tax bill more manageable, to get that under control. Yes, you're right. He, he, he's not afraid to pay for like proven winners. Like he was, he had the, he had the, uh, the contracts for Harden, Irving and Durant all on the table, four years max all on the table, ready to be signed two years ago. And the KD signed, but the other two did not. Yes, any owner would have done it. Any owner would have been crazy not to offer all for all three of those guys in the prime, you know, basically all MVP can like at, in the prime, they're potentially MVP candidates. Um, they all had it. And yeah, for some reason, Harden and Kyrie didn't sign it for whatever, for whatever the reasons are. But a lot of these other role players, he's not willing to step up to, the, to that and just just pay and I don't know why because we have KD at least and he also said one of the biggest reasons that he said he didn't he wanted to he wanted out from the organization is because he cited the front office you can't fire an owner you can't leave you can't like say hey Josiah like maybe Sean Marks is just as culpable as um as Josiah and yeah I've heard that too like Sean Marks hasn't done a great job with this and that but I'm much because for me going uh, going through the whole 2015 to 2019 era of the Nets Sean Marks was the man that <laughs> took us out of the mud and I think he gets a life like he just gets a leash that's as long as the Great Wall of China honestly like he's he he's earned his keep um but Josiah I, I think he hasn't he hasn't proven to me that he's he can be a great owner I am really surprised, and actually, we don't. I don't actually need. I don't actually need the details, right? Because I feel like the details aren't important. What's important to me is the perception, not only from you, but also, like you said, some of the the other Nets fans. That's what's surprising. And my impression of Josiah has always been that he is a top tier owner. Mm-hmm. And by top tier, I don't mean necessarily the most successful, but I would even put. Yeah, I get that. I would even put Steve Ballmer in top tier, right? Because Steve Ballmer, even though the decisions haven't panned out, he's not, he's, he's not afraid to spend. He's going all in and more. To me, that's, that's great ownership, not OKC. Spend, like I said, like you can't give props to an owner willing to spend for MVP candidates. That's, like, that's a no-brainer. Like, you would literally be the worst owner in the, in the league if you're not willing to give a max to a star player. Maxes are easy because maxes means that you got a player that's good enough to to deserve the max. We're talking about the role players. We're talking about right. the players that you should like. You shouldn't have to overspend to keep. And they were lucky with Claxton. Claxton's a prime example where you got like a two year, you know, twenty million dollar deal, a prove it sort of deal for a young player, and he was willing to sign it. But what is Claxton worth now? He's like one of the best defensive. Play- He's going to be first team All NBA, uh, first team All Defensive player. He's gonna. He's worth at least hundred mil. He's playing better defense than Jared Allen this season. So, do, do like you know? Is it 
is it Sean Marks being smart with the cap? Yeah, that's that's part of it too. But is it Sean Marks finding a player like Claxton and and making sure they had like that they put resources to develop Claxton? Yeah, I put more credit on Sean Marks than I put Josai on like making sure we still have Claxton because previously when we had a young promising center like Jared Allen, who we could have signed and just kind of you know footed a larger tax bill, he wasn't willing to pay a hundred million dollars. And a lot of people say, yeah, that's fair. Why would you want to pay a hundred million dollars to a center? But look, like he's an he, he's an all star. Like he just became he just, he literally became all star the very next season with the Cavs. To be fair, when they did that, they had KD, mm. James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. So whether you needed mm. an Allen is questionable. But I I understand where you're coming from. It's it's his ethnicity that you're concerned mm. about. Let me ask you this then. I'm not saying every, but just by the way, I wouldn't say like everyone hates Sai. It's just like, it's like any team probably. I don't go to every other team subreddit, but this is a lot of people down on Sai and blaming the front office slash Sai for how they've mishandled the whole, for just basically bundling three superstars and, you know, basically returning with zero. Is that on Sai or is that on your Kyrie Irving? It could be. It could be that. Too. It could like be that. Just, like really <laughs> It could be that. No, like you don't know because people. Well, I'm. I mean, no, I'm only saying like because people have just different opinions. Like they, they. Some people love Kyrie, so they're mad that Sai and and the, you know basically Sai didn't allow Net, uh, Kyrie to be a part-time player sooner and had that you know strong stance from the beginning. Like we won't have non-unvaccinated people. Not that like that. I agree with for sure, but. Just saying, this is what some of the Reddit people blame Josiah for mishandling Kyrie, and then eventually, and possibly now KD, because now KD has has more of a reason to leave. And we already know KD wanted to leave last offseason because he said front office was like didn't know what they're doing. Look, I can't speak for the Nets fans, but I can definitely say that in terms of the media, people are almost exclusively putting all the blame on Kyrie Irving, and partly blamed. And part, part of the blame would be on KD. And very little blame right now is on Josiah. I don't really hear Josiah's name being mentioned. What I'm reading is how Kyrie Irving is locker room poison, has basically destroyed three franchises since leaving Cleveland. Kyrie Irving for the past five years have done basically nothing. All the way back to when he was on the Celtics trying to guard Giannis in the playoffs and getting dunked on. To quitting on that Celtics team, to quitting on the Nets during the pandemic, trying to shut the league down. Literally two weeks ago, when the Nets were rolling, Kyrie Irving was saying the reason that they weren't successful last year is because not everyone was, something to the fact that it's because not everyone was like fully in. And people read that to refer to James Harden. And then two weeks later, here's Kyrie Irving asking for a trade. Here we are, a few days before the trade deadline, Kyrie Irving asking out again. And you put this on Joe Tsai. I, I, I definitely think Kyrie Irving is the most to blame, I'll put it that way. But I, I guess the thing is, players come and go and it's fine. Like, you know, I, I, can, I, can, I can withstand like a player, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not like a huge deal if a player is so bad that they're like a laughing stock because I've been through, like, honestly, Nets fans have been like through way worse than 
four years of Kyrie. <laughs> that was literally like 10 years of total darkness. You should look at the memes of like what they look like in like 2011. You wouldn't recognize. I was talking to you, I was saying when uh, LeBron James breaks a record, he would have spent, he would have scored more points <laughs> than the entire yeah. like Nets roster from for like a five-year stretch. The careers of all those players. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess also it's probably my reluctance. I think the unfair thing is, yeah, maybe there is a bit of bias on me blaming Sai, me personally, because of his politics and because of his, of his uh, like agenda. Like I think, you know, who knows? He probably he probably is the one that like released a balloon for. I <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's not. That's, that's okay. not wow. The, that's not the point. Wow. <laughs> that's not the point. Let's let's move. Let's not get into politics okay. here. Sean Marks could have been the culprit here but i just think sean marks is much smarter than that and he would have just spent the money to sign keep good players that like that's the simple fact he would have kept like the good players around that he knew that he could build around and if he had control of the money completely and i think that josiah didn't let him have that money completely where he could just do exactly what he wanted and, and build the team exactly how he wanted the other factor is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. He wanted, like, there's no way Kevin Durant's a net without mm. Kyrie Irving. Like, that's a fact. That's fact. There's no way James, ha- James Harden comes to Brooklyn without Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving already mm. being there. That, that's 100% clear. Does Sean Marks trade for James Harden with everything they gave up? All the, all the draft picks, everything? Is that because Sean Marks knows that James Harden is the only way to get there or is it, some, is it something else, you know? Was, uh, when training with James Harden the first time, was training James Harden the first time because, uh, you know, they're appeasing to Kevin Durant, like, oh, you prefer Kyrie, so we'll keep, we'll, you know, we'll keep Kyrie and we'll, like, lose James Harden? And is that why we had to rush and get Ben Simmons, who looks like a, looks like a lemon right now? Like, these are things that Blame can go all the way around. You can blame every single person with any type of power in the organization. But like I said, I, it's hard for me to blame Kevin Durant because when he plays, he's the, he's obviously the best net ever, right? Like I'm enjoying Kevin Durant despite the drama because now that Kyrie's that gone, good. let's just see what happens. Because if they start, if they continue to play well, if the trade assets Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith provide the right ingredients for this locker room. Like, Royce O'Neal was a great, great trade. Great, great trade. Just a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal. People were like, why would you give up a first-round pick for a guy that's a bench, like, you know, not, like, barely a starter on the Utah Jazz? Look what he's done. Like, he's not, like, you know, a perfect player, but he's such an important glue player for the Nets. And same, could be same for Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, apparently he's a, he's one of the best 3 and D players, according to ESPN or analysts, so... Like, we'll see what happens there. And Kevin Durant just might say, hey, let's see what happens when you trade uh, before the trade deadline happens. You trade Seth Curry, Patty Mills, and Joe Harris. Those guys are pretty good, contra- uh, pretty decent contracts and they're still somewhat productive players. Maybe let's see what we can get back for those players. And Spencer Dimmey could still go on a deal as well. He's still got like 20, what was it, 20 years on, left on his deal. Uh, I forgot what it was, but it's a pretty, pretty attractive deal. It's a very good deal. Good deal. It's, a, it's an incredibly good deal. They could just they could just flip him for someone else just to match contracts and stuff. And Spencer Dinwiddie is still a productive player for sure. For, by all benefit, he was this third best player on the on the Mavericks. That's fair. I mean, he was he's the second best player on the Mavericks. Oh. Uh, Luca and then Spencer Dinwiddie, right? It, and then maybe Christian Wood. I mean, they don't even start. It, does Christian yeah, Wood even start? 
<laughs> like, is Christian Wood better than Jamal McGee? Because apparently Jason Kidd says no. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And by the way, Jesus, we, we, if we have time, we might have to talk about the, uh, the Mavs. Talk about dysfunctional organization. Uh, I think we should talk about the Mavs. I think, okay, I think like, seriously, we're done with the Nets because... Th this trade, basically, the Nets are sending Kyrie Irving and Markeith, is it Markeith? Markeith Morris. Morris. Yeah. I think he came up later, but yeah, Morris is going over as well. For Spencer Dinwiddie, Finney Smith. Yeah, former Net. Former Net. For yeah. uh, something, Fitney yeah. Smith. <laughs> okay, you don't. Okay, yeah. Two. I mean, he's not young. He's like tw he's like twenty nine. Two old. first round picks. No, One first round picks and two first round swaps. No, no, no! What the? What the? Why are you reading this? What? What am I reading? What am I doing? Am I imagining this? Oh, I'm talking. I think I'm. I'm getting this crossed with like the the Clippers trade. The Nets are getting back Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, and one first round pick. Three or two second round picks, but that's like not important. Yeah, but the 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 best part of this deal is the 2020. Like to me, the best thing is the 2029 unprotected draft pick because if and when Kyrie does some shit to the Mavs, does Luca like just is it a guarantee that Luca signs? You know, no, that's what guaranteed. It's all. I would say it's more most likely that he's he's out of Dallas. I mean, the Mavs team's gonna implode. Teaming Kyrie with Luca is when they play together. It's gonna it's be a, a disaster. It's a guaranteed seventy points just from those two. It's probably guaranteed Kyrie Irving standing there like refusing to cross a half court mark because Luca's not passing the ball. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess the crazy thing is like there's what because he didn't go to the lakers because or part of the reason he didn't go to the lakers is because the lakers didn't offer him before your max but he went to he went to the mavericks and there's no guarantee for anything he could just be a like a two month three month rental giving away that first pick giving away dorian Finney smith giving away spencer dinwiddie means those guys you don't get, get them anymore and plus you might lose irving in three months which means you've lost Every, like you lost a, like a lot of things. <laughs> this te this team's like getting worse and worse. <laughs> they, like one year they lose Bronson, the next year they lose like Dinwiddie and, and Finney well, Smith. Bronson is the most epic fa failure. Crazy story with Brunson was that he could have, if they signed him before the, that deadline, they could have had him for four years, $50 million. Yeah, yeah. But they cheaped out. Now to make, to make up, they cheaped out. Yeah. But now to save face, they just have to offer Kyrie a four-year, $198 million contract, and now they have a player that's better than them. I do want to point out, of course, that you know when <laughs> a white man like Mark Cuban can't bother to pay Brunson like $50 million, I hear silence from Kane. When Joe Sy refuses to pay $200 million with tax for Jared Allen, when they have Katie, Harden, and Kyrie Irving, all I hear from you is Josiah's garbage. Josiah's a, he's betraying his people. Well, that's that's because I'm a Nets fan, so <laughs> I'm, I, that's gonna go my radar. But yeah, Bruns, if if Josiah did that about Bruns, oh, oh my god, if, <laughs> oh Marks my god, did that about you probably like you probably like come over here and kill me. <laughs> you probably like murder me. <laughs> that would have been that was it was probably like one of the worst front office to, like decisions ever. And yeah, Mark Cuban is probably the most responsible because he probably didn't like 
he didn't like Brunson. I don't know if they didn't like Brunson, but they just didn't think it was worth the money. That's exactly it. it the problem with Mark Cuban, uh, there's many problems with Mark Cuban. First, he's a phony. He's a fake. He goes on TV and cries. Fake cries because he oversees an organization that's, fil that's filled with sexual predators and rapists. Okay, that's the number one problem. But the second issue with Mark Cuban is that he's too smart for his own good. He has to, he, he's one of these guys that, have, that has to win every trade that's, that thinks they're playing 4D chess. He thought he could get a bargain and lowball Brunson. But in this case, it backfired because he was too smart for his own good. You should have just said, he's a good asset. We're going to pay fair market price for him. The Mavs had to take a risk, obviously. Should they have swung this hard? It's pretty, it's a it's pretty big risk. You better believe Kyrie's looking for multiple years and a pretty hefty contract, yeah, right? Otherwise, sure. he goes to LA. Yeah, Otherwise, sure. he's, he's out of there, right? Yeah, yeah. The one scenario, you're locked in Kyrie with big money, multiple years. Mm. The other scenario is that he decides he doesn't even want to sign with you, and then he just leaves. And in either case, you're either left with some Kyrie Irving on multiple big contract, multi-year big contract, or you're left with nothing, and basically you've gutted your entire roster. Because what's the Mavs without Finney Smith and without Dinwiddie? And obviously Brunson left last season. Like, what's, what's left? Well, Christian yeah, Wood. Well, they don't I play mean, Christian Wood. Christian Wood is out of there. Yeah. Well, they got like Reggie Bullock and like Josh Green. Josh Green, legit. Reggie Bullock, pretty good. Tim Hardaway Jr. He's apparently on the way out. And if he's not on the way out, yeah. you know, he's not. He's not long term there. He, he's probably he's feeling some way for being in, involved in trade talks all the time. I mean the. The hardest thing to do in the NBA is get superstars. Like, that's that's all you try to swing for in the NBA. Like, you get a superstar any way you can, and you try to build around them. You try to appease them, and that's what the Nets have been doing. It's just, it's it's so hard to get a superstar, and you just do it any way you can. And the net obviously the Mavs have Luca, and the, and since day one they've been saying we need to get you a co-star to to play alongside and. They, that's why they paid Christopher Zingas so much money to bring, to bring him in and all the assets it took to get him away from, um, from uh, what was he from before? New York. Was he from New York? That's New how? York. Yeah. Yeah. So then that didn't work and they, and they traded, <laughs> traded his ass away. And now they're trying again. So I applaud, the, I applaud the attempts to make it swing at it. Take, take get, getting the big stick and, and taking a big swing at trying to win a championship because it's so hard to get a superstar. But I think Kyrie was low-hanging fruit and he was low-hanging fruit for a reason because everyone knows he's crazy. It, it could be, like, it could be fun. Like, it could be good. Like, you'd, like I said, for the Mavs, you're not getting a superstar any other way. You might as well just try and, you know, we'll see what happens. But like we said, we most likely think Kyrie will burn the team down in some look look there's more deals anyway there's more also there's more deals to come like next time we chat something's gonna happen i want to end by talking directly to our mavs fans you guys swam big okay that's commendable but i'm a little bit concerned maybe maybe cancel movie nights 
Maybe cancel the team movie nights. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. What are they like team movie nights? Hey guys, we're what? We're watching. Uh, What's that movie called? We're gonna watch uh, Shinda's List, but the Kyrie the Kyrie cut. You basically end like the movie ends with them getting on the train. You hate the Kyrie so much, don't you? Oh my god. Oh, look, if you work in the Mavs mailroom, just just make sure you just burn all the Amazon packages, okay? Don't, don't accept anything from Amazon. Don't take a risk. Stay safe and, and God bless. God bless. See ya. See ya. for listening to Your NBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your NBA Podcast.